So I think the first tip is go back to old ideas. Maybe we don't need a new one. Let's repurpose. Go back to captions, emails, longer form content. What's something that you can update, maybe improve, or maybe just literally reuse in video. That's the first easiest way to go. Another way is using your community for inspiration. Even if you have a smaller community, this could be your clients. This could be your actual community on the platform you're creating for. But I know I love using things like Reels replies, taking questions, or comments or problems that people had and they maybe commented in my reel and like literally creating a new piece of video content from that. Your community is a really, really great place to start. And then I think the other place is just taking inventory of why do you do things the way you do and communicating that and seeing kind of where maybe those empty parts are in your industry that you don't see people talking about. But those are kind of like the three places I like to start in terms of just getting really great video ideas. Welcome to Check Your Aesthetic Podcast, the go-to podcast for self-starting creatives. I'm Katie Campbell, the owner of Katie Creative Co., a social media management agency located in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. And I'm Alexis Aldrich, a Vermont-based content creator focused on promoting productivity that fits your unique lifestyle and growing my career in marketing and creative business strategy. On CYA, you will catch authentic conversations around entrepreneurship, social media, self-care, and the creative industry. If you're looking to grow your online following, boost your productivity, and connect with other ambitious female creatives, then you've come to the right place. Let's get into this week's episode. (laughs) (laughs) Hello? We just like stared at each other. I just... Waiting. uh Waiting for someone... Guys. Rue decided to be the one Guys, to start the podcast. Rue wants to start the episode today. Say, say what you say what you need to say. Tea. That's very insightful. Slay. That's very insightful. You guys, she's very excited for the holiday season um, because she does not know this yet, but there are matching pajamas coming in yes. for me, her, and Jonah. Um, <laughs> and nobody agreed to be a part of this other than me. So Joan, does Jonah know about this? Uh, yes. But okay, he, good. But I think he might. Th- I think he might think I'm joking. Um, but I'm not there in the mail, so they're coming. So. I love that. He, and he's gonna wear them. I love. And that. I'm. We're recording this on November third, which is a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I'm decorating my house for Christmas this weekend. And me and Alexis you have had a lot okay. of conversations about this, and she is literally peer pressuring me to decorate. Um, Meanwhile, I haven't. I think that you want me to decorate because I live alone, and you know that I can do whatever I want. No, Austin would be on board. Austin Slay. is Austin. Slay is, Austin. Austin is Santa Claus. Please, <laughs> like, please. He's he's an elf. Like he he loves no, Christmas. He, Have I? He's ever, a reindeer. <laughs> literally. Have I ever he's told you the story of when he was a kid and on Christmas Eve? Austin. Maybe. Oh, is he coming in here? Just open the door. Do no, please to, be on wait, the podcast. Come, come tell the come story. Here. Come tell the story. He won't be able to hear you, but can you I've say into the microphone what happened uh, when you were like seven? Um, <laughs> I I really wanted Super Smash Bros. Melee, and like really bad, and I couldn't sleep because I was so excited, but I was also really scared because uh, Santa wouldn't come if I couldn't fall asleep. And I was so anxious about it, I, I threw up a lot. 
I personally, one time. Thank you for now, your time. <laughs> I was like, well, I was like 13 at this time. And I think I've told this on the podcast before. I didn't sleep a whole night because I was getting my DSLR camera for my YouTube videos. And so I didn't yes. sleep. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. told that story. Well, yeah, you yeah. and Austin, one and yeah. yeah, truly. But yeah, so I'm going to decorate this weekend with Jonah. Um, that's the only thing holding me is because like I'm like why would I do it alone when I can do uh, it? Yeah, you know with it is him, more and fun like, to do it with someone. Yeah, it's like like a little event. Yeah. But I keep getting shade and flames thrown at me for decorating early. You guys, I have From been who? working on Losers? Christmas. I've been working on Christmas content for so long. I got to get in the mindset. We got to get in the vibes. Yes, and like as a creator, a social media as a guru, social media as mogul, you, would say, you have to be on it because. Those trends are coming, and if you start posting Christmas stuff in like on like December fifteenth, you are way t- you're f- you've lost the plot. Exactly, like, and I've not. you know Alexis has been sending me a lot of TikToks that are like Christmas is a season, Thanksgiving is just a day, and I keep yeah. seeing things that are like, do you see people putting up a Thanksgiving tree? No, Thanksgiving is just Christmas <laughs> is the backdrop for Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving yes. is just it's like a three hour meal. Yeah, and, like, like, if you want to turn off the Christmas music to eat your little turkey, go for it, but... Exactly. I'm not. And do you want to know what? I usually, you know, people say, decorate after Thanksgiving. Okay, well, I am going on a trip, so I cannot do that, (laughs) because I will be on a trip the day after Thanksgiving, and that's when I usually decorate, but, so I cannot do that, so I have to do it early, so I don't even want to hear it, and I'm so excited. I have bought so many items from the Target, and after we record this, I'm going back to the Target because I just want to make sure that I didn't miss anything oh important. Oh my god. Didn't you buy stuff and last year, too? Girl, you have to buy stuff every year. They oh have new god. items every year. <laughs> this is like I really my want Super Bowl. To, I want to do <laughs> Super Bowl. I really yeah. want to do Candy Christmas. Like, that has I been... I love that. That's been something in my mind for, like, a while. I don't know. And then I I have in my mind, I have for years, I want to get like a bunch of nutcrackers because I'm obsessed with, I have like a collection of nutcrackers, but I want to get them in like wood and then paint them in a rainbow. And then make them into an army. Yes. Like. And they can guard your house. Yes. Except Winston will a thousand percent knock all of them off. Okay. But I want to talk about today's episode and today's guest. We should talk about today's guest. It was a sleigh. So we had Natasha on um, and she is a content creator, I would say, but she's also kind of like, um, I would say that she is a... Do you want me to read the whole thing? (laughs) No, I got it. Social, she's a social media manager turned like Instagram educator, speaker. She has a podcast. Her podcast just got um, I don't know if it's technically called Signed, but she got like a deal with HubSpot, which like it's really okay. awesome. Like, what? Is that our new If goal? you're listening, HubSpot. <laughs> HubSpot. Mm, hey. We um, are a podcast. Yeah, but <laughs> so she's a, I guess I would say that she's more of like a mentor and coach, but specifically around video content. And we really yes. wanted to, as soon as we found her page, we're like, uh, DM. DM mm-hmm. immediately. Um, yeah. We, I mean, as ever, anyone that's on social media knows that video content is you king. can't king you can't escape the video content if you're going to be online um yeah. and really kind of like keeping up with the times it's important for you to in some way be utilizing video um platforms and mm-hmm. just video as a medium in general yeah but that can I, be 
Go ahead. I would like to just say that I think that our intro is literally evidence. We've been talking about TikToks. Video content is literally part of culture. Like video content on social media is part of our culture. Yeah. You don't really hear people being like, oh, I saw this Instagram static post. And <laughs> yeah, like, literally. I don't know. I mean, like, like you see, hear people saying like, I saw this TikTok. And I don't know. I just thought it was well, a good even illustration. Like, even like um, qu- people quoting vines. From exactly. when Vine, For like years, people, Vine yeah, is like Vine gone. is still quoted. TikTok is quoted all the time, and it literally TikTok is what creates trends. And so sorry, Instagram, but a lot of trends come to Instagram from TikTok because it is a completely, you know, video, yeah. video based platform. But yeah, I think that just and we totally empathize and can understand being hesitant to incorporate. Uh, video it can be super intimidating especially when you're a business and you're not like that content creator and you feel this weird like kind of separation between yourself as and it's like imposter syndrome too you're like who i think i am like going on here being like hey guys hey guys yeah but that's what we we, that's kind of exactly what we talked about in today's episode with natasha and um she'll tell you guys and it'll be linked in the show notes all the places you can find her but if you kind of want more on this topic she has a ton of content on her page about this um and she has like she's on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, all these kinds of places. So there's a lot more for you to consume. But um, we kind of talked about that hesitation and how to get over that and kind of the reasons that like it's it's in a less dramatic way. It's the same thing as like, you know, no good is going to come out of anything that's like in your comfort zone or like, you know, you grow totally. in your, out of your comfort zone. It's, you know, the benefits of video. They kind of outweigh that anxiety and that um, hesitation, I think. And I'm I, I definitely left the interview feeling super inspired to create more video content um I literally you guys will hear in the interview I pulled out my camera to record us whenever (laughs) she was talking um Mm -hmm. because it just reminded me but I feel like so much of it really is just literally like a routine like get in the routine of filming video content and get in the habit um, of it absolutely so it was definitely a super good episode and Natasha had a ton of really amazing things to say so I guess unless we have any more Christmas cheer to spread on this um pre-Thanksgiving episode, we should just go ahead and get into the episode. We are going to take a quick break to thank our sponsor for this episode, which is Oat House. And since this package came in and since I tried Oat House, I have been telling anybody who will listen about (laughs) this granola butter. It is so delicious and the packaging and the branding is truly what sold me on the entire thing. No, literally. So we got three flavors sent to each of us, which was vanilla pumpkin spice and brownie batter katie what did you want as your favorite my favorite was i think pumpkin spice i thought i i honestly thought i wasn't gonna be a big fan of the pumpkin spice because when things are too pumpkiny i don't like them but this is such a perfect mix of the spice and the pumpkin it's not too pumpkiny and it it tastes tastes like natural it doesn't taste like because sometimes when things are pumpkin it tastes like that like fake flavor and this genuinely does not probably because it's like organic so it's like actual stuff and not like you know the fake stuff my favorite is definitely the brownie batter and I like that with this I can already see for each flavor that we got sent like different uses that would be perfect for it but what I have Mm -hmm. to say is that I was trying each flavor and Austin which if Austin is saying this you know it's true he was like this branding is kind of fire like if he's saying that, that means so much. So, Oathouse, <laughs> you have Austin's yeah. same approval. Absolutely props to Oathouse on the branding. Yeah. Yeah, what you were saying about so many different ways to eat it, I've already tried a ton of different ways. I've tried, I'm not going to lie to you guys, I have eaten it straight from the jar with a spoon. Oh, that's how um, I did it. <laughs> that's how I first tried it. I've tried it on top of toast, and I've tried it on Smoothie. top of 
Alexis is mixing them into her smoothies. I've tried it with fruit and kind of like, you know, any sort of like oatmeal bowl, things like that. Um, And I just, I have it on my list of different ways to try it. When I was at the grocery store this week, I was thinking, I had my oat house in the back of my mind. I thought, what ingredients do I need Mm. to try with my oat house? I think it would be so good if you got a spoonful of it and put it on a banana. Yum. Oh, the brownie batter would be really good with that. And also just like I, I was literally on Pinterest last night as I couldn't fall asleep and staying up on my phone like I shouldn't be. I was saving recipes literally for the Oat House products like what I could. We're obsessed. We're truly, truly obsessed. So it is the world's first oat-based spread. It's nut-free, gluten-free, vegan, organic, and top eight allergen-free. So it is super natural. It's so delicious. And world's first oat-based bread. Slay. Slay. There's nothing I love more than oat. I'm an oat milk girl, and now I'm an oat spread girl. So you can grab oat house online but they're also in select retailers so they're in select whole foods fresh markets erwan sprouts harris teeter thrive market and so many more for a limited time only get 20 percent off your first order by visiting granola butter that's g-r-a-n-o-l-a-b-u-t-t-e-r.com and use the code CYA20. Again, that's code CYA20 for 20% off your first order at granolabutter.com. Hi, Natasha. Thank you so much for coming onto the podcast today. We are super, super excited to have you. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about what you do for our audience who is new to you. Yes, excited to chat all about video. So I'm Natasha of Shine with Natasha. I'm a video coach. I started as a social media manager and really was pushing small business owners to use more video and their strategy and managing their strategies. And now I do education, content, resources to help people really optimize video organically in their strategy, whether it's on Instagram or other platforms. That's amazing. I think that's so important. And can you talk more for anyone that's kind of curious about why, you know, why do I need to use video? What's the importance of use, utilizing that kind of um, media and how can that help for your social media marketing strategy? Definitely. I think the first element is like the most obvious thing is how much almost every platform is moving towards more video. Yeah. Um, whether yeah. you're on Instagram or beyond, it feels like video needs to be at least one element of your strategy. But I think there's the other side of it of just like how powerful video is. Because when we think of like a photo or a graphic or copy and captions, those are all really powerful vessels for sharing our message and talking about our businesses. But video kind of combines everything. We have the visual movement, we have audio, we have the options to add text and captions. So you're quite literally combining all the most powerful tools when it comes to what the content is that we're creating. And you're able to leverage it in so many ways, whether it's lives, whether it's expiring content like stories, or even if it's, of course, short form video, which has been kind of like the latest craze over the past few years. Yeah, and I feel like that's definitely something worth talking about because video has always been obviously an option, but I feel like before short form, YouTube was a huge thing, like vlogging and like daily vlogs and all that kind of stuff. But I think short form video content has made video a lot more accessible to people, Um, kind of with, you know, people say like making Instagram casual again. It's kind of that same idea of like it doesn't need to be this overproduced, super, you know, 
you don't need to be a videographer. And I feel like that's something that I see you talk about on your page a lot. You're like, I don't really care if your house is messy. I don't really care if you have makeup on. Like, let's just make this video. Um, So I would love to kind of talk about that idea of obviously it's daunting to get in front of the camera um, and confidence plays a big role in all of that. So what are kind of your tips for business owners who maybe are hesitant about video because of the involvement on their part and kind of don't feel comfortable in front of the camera. Yes, absolutely. And I think the first thing is acknowledging that it's okay if video feels intimidating. I think we often get in this spiral of thinking that we missed a boat. We missed the video boat. We missed this secret training Instagram held, right? Like we think we genuinely missed something and that us being nervous and anxious and a little insecure and struggling with perfectionism, right? Like those are all okay feelings, but acknowledging them and understanding like what's on the other side of pushing through that fear or what's really intimidating you and holding you back. Because when we think about growing our communities, helping someone by adding something valuable, like when we think of all the benefits of actually just like pressing record and pressing post, it makes all those like icky feelings kind of go away. So I feel like that's like the first part of the conversation on just like feeling more confident with video. Um, I think the other thing is kind of like a twofold part. It's like practice, which is like the most annoying tip ever. Um, Mm -hmm. But I didn't like pull out my phone one day and automatically was just like a pro. And it was like the most perfect video. And even on an app like Instagram where we had stories and then IGTV and then we had a boom with lives and then we had reels. My first and maybe even 10 of all of those different types of surfaces were probably trash, right? I probably made (laughs) mistakes. It probably was blurry. It probably was like a hot mess express, but I had to post the first, the 10th, to then have that 100th one be better. And so I really think we need to embrace practicing, knowing that your first round of practicing will never be perfect. And maybe perfect video content isn't even the goal. Like who wants to watch a bunch of perfectly, perfectly created videos? Like that's not what connects with people and really builds a community and builds that trust. And so that's where, okay, how do I like start practicing? I feel like that's really where I want to encourage people of like, what is the simplest way you can add more video into your routine. Maybe it's picking a platform that you're most excited about. Maybe lives feel easy for you because you love chatting and you love having conversations. Maybe it's that stories feels really easy or you really want to leverage short form video, but like figure out what that platform is and make it easy. Don't do a bunch of fancy edits. Don't feel like you have to leverage trends. Don't feel like you have to create the way I create my stories. Mm-hmm. Like just keep that like entry level very, very easy for you so you can just create the habit. So simple ways you can do that is like start just capturing footage of yourself when you're like walking into your office or hopping onto a call or doing something related to your business, like, or even something outside of your business, like just your, your interests and things that you're excited about, start capturing that footage and just getting in the habit of being on camera will make it where you kind of have got like the hardest part already done. You can like start making it more of a habit and more of your routine because you've already done the practice, which is honestly the hardest part. Yeah, hundred percent. You guys can see me on if I'm making a TikTok clip of this. I'm setting up my. I phone love it. <laughs> we have to create video content, we, right? We, no, we need that for like the check your setting. Like, we need that for TikTok like, stuff. Hold on, hold on. 
Um, stand by. But no, so you said you said something about like you know capturing it with your business, and I completely agree. And I want to kind of talk about. I feel like a lot of people, especially when they're first starting out in their business, they're like, "Who gives a shit?" You know, like who, like no one, yeah, like who cares about me? Who cares yeah. about me? It's about the product. It's like you know, I, I feel like a lot of people think that like video content is more of like an influencer, like content creator kind mm-hmm. of um, space. So I'd love for you to talk a little bit about like not just, I mean, yeah, tips of like you know examples that you already kind of gave, but also just the psychological marketing kind of side of like from both the business point of view and also the consumer and the customer's point of view, like how does that connect them to the Mm -hmm. business? Yes. I think when we think about product specifically, I'll kind of use that as the example as I'm answering this question. But when we think about products, we have tons of options, right? We can buy online. We can buy from a small business. We can Amazon it and have it overnight. So there's tons of options for us. Some of them might solve our problem differently. And so that's really where we can leverage video and why video is actually even more important for people that are selling something or have offers or products. So when I think about a product business owner, I want to know what makes your product different than the other products. What is your story? Like people love founder stories and hearing like how an idea became an actual physical product and what's your connection and your reason why of doing it. I think the other thing is like, product business owners specifically, like get on camera and be your product's biggest fan. If I see you Mm -hmm. using it in your routine and showing me your favorite way to use it or wear it or whatever it is, like I'm going to be able to imagine that in my own life. And so I think when we think about all those different connection points of like being your product's biggest fan, like sharing the behind the scenes, sharing the story, all of those ways are the ways your community can can connect deeper with you just by how right. you're using video. You can post the most amazing product photos, but you actually going live and showing how to use your product or actually like showing how it's a part of your daily routine and like a little vlog style reel or doing a Q&A where you're like answering to camera different questions about your product. That is going to connect and really set you apart from other options. Like when I think about where I buy my matcha, for example, I could buy matcha 10 million different ways, but I am connected to the founders and where they source yeah. their matcha and how they use their matcha and all of those different ways that I connect with them. And it's essentially what helps them stand apart. So quite yeah. literally, just by using more video, you're actually creating more strategically for actually selling whatever it is that you're offering online. Definitely. Yeah. I feel like that's the number one thing. I'm a social media manager um, and I'm drilling that into my clients' heads all the time. I'm like, I can take over your social, but without you, like when people ask me how I got to, you know, 50,000 followers, the it's because of connection and, and talking on stories, talking on the podcast, talking like all of these different ways that people get to connect with me because the matcha example you gave there's probably easier ways you could get your matcha like you could probably go to a store closer to you amazon you know exactly like there's probably quicker and easier ways but i think that that's really what makes the difference and i think sometimes people get mixed up in like oh is it professional to like you know have my personality and my business and get all caught up on like you know obviously these huge brands like target aren't having the target ceo but do you know what does do that is instagram like instagram does and so i think um 
especially with the way the values of the market currently and like especially Gen Z, I feel like people value connection and um, I'm I'm losing the word. It's not openness, but it's like bringing people along the journey. Yes. Yes. Yeah. People want to see behind the scenes. So I feel like that's a really good point. Um, But okay, so imagine that somebody's listening to this and they're like, "Okay, this is all great. This is such a good idea. But my business doesn't really like lend itself to video content. What what is your response to that when people are like, "Okay, but I'm not really the kind of business that can do that? I honestly think that any type of content you're creating, whether it's written, whether it's visual, can be a video. And in fact, start by just repurposing your feed posts, your emails, your blog posts, whatever other type of content you're creating to market your business, literally just put a visual spin. I'm like thinking of some of my favorite creators that have like adapted video so well, took like the carousel where they used to share all of their outfits. And now it's in a video where they're sharing their outfits, right? It's literally the same concept. Or I'm thinking of like a recipe, right? Maybe you have like a food product. You showing a carousel with photos on the different ingredients and what the final product look like is like one way to do it. But what if you just film that via video clips? So I really think it's like taking what you're already doing and just saying it on camera, filming video clips of it and adapting it into that visual format literally applies to just about anyone. And I think that's why a platform like Instagram is a really great place to start. There's obviously so many options, but Instagram has like almost every option, right? We have short form video, we have stories, we have lives. So you really can kind of play with like, if you're a coach, what if I did a coaching session on Instagram live? What if I did a reel where I'm talking and sharing a really great moment I had from a coaching call, but I'm saying it on a reel? What if I use stories? to share behind the scenes of how I'm setting up my coaching program or new projects I'm working on, right? So there's like literally so many different ways that we can take what we're already doing and just add a video spin to it. And I think honestly, the block of thinking that like my business doesn't lend itself is just essentially us making excuses to keep ourselves safe, right? We're like, it's so much easier to do what I'm already doing versus adapting what obviously is like the new way of creating. So it's kind of like just a little little obstacle we're putting in our own way to prevent us from really leveraging the power of video. A hundred percent. And I think even like, uh, I don't want to, you know, shit on realtors, but like, for example, I can I keep having this example come up in my head of like, even someone that's like, you know, probably an older demographic of like a realty business that so easily can lend itself to video like like walk through a house and get like really good video clips like that is actually going to be more engaging than like you said like a you know photo post or feed post that's just like you know static pictures but I wanted to kind of ask you about pictures I guess and I know personally once you get comfortable with video it can be hard to kind of like put a mix in and sometimes things are better when they are like a carousel or just like uh, you know just an infographic or whatever so I think that there is an importance sometimes for balance between the two so what do you think that kind of could look like for a mixture of video and photo and especially for different types of Instagram accounts or I guess TikTok doesn't really have I guess they have the thing that like swipes by you can do yeah now but 
Yeah. yeah, I think it's interesting seeing like TikTok adapting their own version of yeah, a carousel. A photo. Um, yeah, I think it's interesting. I think every time TikTok's tried stories or carousels, it just doesn't it doesn't hit the same. Like people are like, I want video yeah. on TikTok. I want Instagram yeah. to be I, photos. I want where I want what I want where I want it. Yeah, exactly. But that's like a whole that's a whole other conversation. But I honestly think it totally depends on the brand. So not only who you're trying to reach, but what are your strengths with in your brand. Um, so that's why like whenever I've been creating a strategy for my clients, it it's everything is custom, which means like you can pick and choose and there doesn't always have to be a perfect balance as well. Like even right. for me, I love video. So most of my content is going to be reels and stories. Occasionally I'll add in lives. Occasionally I'll add in a lot of carousel posts, which have been kind of performing almost just as well as reels in this day and age on Instagram. Um, it's definitely the way to like post on the feed. So I totally. personally think that like it comes down to your strengths and how you you want to post because sometimes forcing yourself to go all video is going to be too extreme. Just like posting like all photos or feed graphics or carousels is going to be like the extreme. So I really think Mm -hmm. it's all about striking the balance that feels the most authentic to your brand. But I personally think if I like had to say a ratio of like two thirds of your content is video, I think like stories um, and maybe some type of reel or live, I think that's like the perfect mix of video. And then I think something like a carousel, which could be a graphic, it could be photos is another great way because some people do prefer to swipe through content it's interesting to test which one could perform better because like i said the kind of things are kind of shifting in terms of engagement right reels isn't like the most extreme best performing type of content on instagram anymore like carousels can work really well too um Mm -hmm. so personally for me i like to strike a little bit of a balance where i'm including a little bit of both but i don't think there's a perfect number it's like really figuring out what works best for your brand Yeah. And something that I always tell clients in terms of like any kind of social media strategy is like the best social media strategy is the one that's going to work for you and your brand that you're actually going to be able to like keep up. Um, And so, you know, for some people, if you genuinely, maybe you don't know how to edit videos and you're just now starting and you're really just figuring out like the basics of editing, which there's a lot of people that are in that position, even though you can edit them on the app, that's still sometimes harder than editing it somewhere else, I think. Um, but I feel like it's worth, you know, like you said, it's what what are you comfortable with? What's realistic for you? And I also think like what was coming in, in to mind whenever you were saying that is like, don't force something to be a video if it's not a video. Like, yeah. you know, like if, if you have an event and you forgot to get video content and you're like, oh my God, I can't post because I didn't get any video content. No, you can still post a photo carousel. Like, you know, I feel like, just being fair with yourself about like obviously I think the the sentiment here is just being purposeful about your video content rather than just like let's turn everything into a video you know I, th- I think that's like important too um but okay I actually stole this question because I saw you made a post about this recently <laughs> um but we talk a lot on here about kind of those lower energy times or the times in your business when maybe you feel like you're not having, you don't have a launch coming up. You're not doing anything like crazy exciting. Maybe you're doing a lot of back and, you know, secret big project coming soon, secret things, you know, that you're not telling people about. So what are your tips for creating video content in those less exciting seasons or those lower energy times? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's really leaning into what feels like still impactful and strategic, but lower lift and lower energy. And of course, that's going to look different Mm -hmm. from everyone. But me spending a lot of time editing something or doing talking to camera or being on stories every day, like that's going to take a little bit more energy than kind of what I've been leaning into of how can I lean into multi-use content. So what I mean by that is instead of single use where you like do a trend, you post it, And then it's like pretty much done, right? Like you can't repurpose it. You can't really reuse it. It's a trend. It Mm -hmm. is how it is. Um, Instead, I've been leaning into how can I create multi-use video footage? Some people call it B-roll. I've been kind of leaning into calling it like Mm -hmm. stock content, where essentially I'm getting clips throughout my day. Um, I've even been doing like a content day where I sit down and I'm like, I kind of make a little shot list of I want a bunch of clips of me on my phone and me doing this and, Mm -hmm. and me and my new program, right? So taking clips of this, I take a video clip of me doing my matcha walking into the office like behind the scenes of working on things so i'm taking all this different footage i'm organizing it on my phone and i can quite literally distribute it across multiple platforms um so i feel like if you're in that lower energy season it's like just get in the habit of like stockpiling content um Mm -hmm. whether it's stuff you're already doing or like sitting down and intentionally maybe like putting up a tripod and seeing what you capture um and essentially i've been able to use that on my stories we're sharing like my daily to do's or sharing a question sticker box like just making it a little more mm-hmm. dynamic i've also been able to lean into that on reels and tiktoks where essentially i'm just like adding a quote or text on top of that video plopping on some music and it's something that takes like very low energy right it doesn't take me a lot of time to create but i've been able to be really consistent even though like i haven't been wanting to like do the absolute most with my video content but be yeah. really impactful and then the other layer of that is you can repurpose those quotes or those ideas or those captions for those videos from content you've already created like go into your captions go into long form content or emails that you've written and take a really great quotable moment or take a tip that you shared that went over really well and how can you just apply that to a new piece of content so um, that workflow has been just like super supportive for me and even as I've been like actually launching it's also been really helpful like people have been saying it feels simpler to consume which I feel like is what Mm. people are also leaning into a little bit more but that has been just one of the easiest ways for me to just be creating content in like a lower energy way but still showing up consistently So I was wondering, because we've talked a little bit about TikTok and reels and lives and stories and all that. So what is, I guess I wanted to say, what is your favorite of all of them? But maybe instead I can say what types of video is your favorite for to post on each app? Yeah, I love that. I'd say if I had to had to pick a favorite, it would definitely be stories. I feel like it's a really great non-negotiable place to start. Um, I love it because it's more of a conversation, right? We have so many engagement stickers and ways to communicate with our communities. We have the link sticker, which is incredibly powerful for taking people off of Instagram and to the places we want them to be. Mm -hmm. Um, And it leads right to the DM. So you're quite literally having a conversation with some of your warmest leads. So stories is 
is probably my favorite place. And there's two types of content I like to create on stories. The first is like those strategic behind the scenes. So taking people along the journey of when I'm doing coaching or when I'm working on a project or how I'm organizing my content, like just being bringing people along with that and also sharing like tips and value related to that. Um, and then we have kind of what I like to call connection points of how can I share just like my interests, what I'm curious in, um, yeah. things that are outside of like what I do, but like who I am. So people can feel mm-hmm. like they're a little bit more connected with me. So like matcha is something that I share all the time with my community. And it's not just like something randomly, like I want to make a matcha line. Like that's not why it's because <laughs> yeah. I know yeah. that I'm connecting with other business owners that probably have their morning ritual or a beverage that they like. And it's like a connection for us. It's mm-hmm. something that we can connect on. So you don't have to share like your entire business and like be an influencer. But I think having a few connection points on your stories is a really great way to like use those engagement stickers but also just connect a little bit deeper with your people um i've also just obviously really been loving short form video content so right now it's been those quote videos for me i feel like i've been really leaning away from trends i think they're obviously have their built-in outline they can be a fun way to add personality but i think people are honestly a little tired of hearing the same trends over and over again and they're like looking for some originality so doing Mm -hmm. those quotes using my stock content has been like a great way to get like a lot of great engagement um and i've been able to like do it on um not only reels but tiktok as well i've been as i've been posting more consistently there um and then the last piece of like video content and like how i recommend using it is lives and i actually feel like lives are great like i know they probably sound like the scariest type of content but you don't have to edit which is honestly what i feel like is a very big pro Mm -hmm. and if you feel like you're a talker being like maybe you're a coach or maybe you just like love connecting and having conversations with people like what if you went live and like had a conversation with your community or what if you went live and had like a conversation or interview or panel or Q&A with like people that are in your related industries. So maybe if you do you're a wedding photographer, what if you had like a yes. hair and makeup artist come or like mm-hmm. a wedding planner come and you like talk about those related topics? Cuz I feel like lives mm-hmm. are longer form, they can be really interactive. You also have the replay, so there's like two pieces of content there. Yes. Um and it's kind of like that little bubble that's floating at the top of stories which I feel like can actually get a lot of great people to join and always have been one of my top performing pieces of content during a launch or promotion. So that's kind of how I see the different types of content and how I would recommend using them. Yeah. And I feel like a big fear with lives um, is, is anybody going to show up? You know, like, are people going to come ask questions? And I feel like what you mentioned about having somebody else on that kind of solves that problem because you know what, if nobody shows up, nobody knows nobody showed up because nobody's there, but you still have that conversation. You still have that content that you can First of all, you can repurpose that into short form video content. You can screen record, you know, that live and turn it into short form video content. But also that will go onto your account. And I feel like that's a really good recommendation for kind of solving that anxiety problem um, of like, okay, I'm just building my community. Like, are people going to show up? Are people going to have questions? So I I feel like that's a really um, good point. Okay, so we love actionable steps and tips here on the pod. Um, so if somebody is listening and they're like, okay, I'm re- I'm ready to, I'm ready to be a video girl. Um, what are some of your go-to, we've already talked about a couple of these, but just kind of closing out with some concrete ideas. What are some of your go-to video ideas when you feel like maybe your creativity is running low, you're not like just overflowing with ideas. Some of those things that you just feel like you can always go back to. Yes. So I think the first tip is 
go back to old ideas. Like maybe we don't need a new one. Let's repurpose. Go back to mm-hmm. captions, emails, longer form content. What's something that you can update, maybe improve, or maybe just like literally reuse in video. That's like the first easiest way to go. Um, another way is like using your community for inspiration. Even if you have a smaller community, this could be your clients. This could be your actual community on the platform you're creating for. But I know I love using things like reels replies of like taking questions or comments or problems that people had. And they maybe commented in my reel and like literally creating a new piece of video content from that. Like I'm thinking of a reel I posted yesterday. They were like, well, how do you film yourself all the time? Like what tools do you use? And I was like, okay, I'm going to create a video idea from that and just share my tools and a Mm -hmm. new piece of video content. So your community is a really, really great place to start. Um, And then I think the other place is just taking inventory of like your unique way of doing or thinking about things, whether it's why your product is the way it is or what you teach in your program or why you, you know, have services that do this specific thing, but not that specific thing of just thinking of like, why Mm -hmm. do you do things the way you do and communicating that and seeing kind of where maybe those empty parts are in your industry that you don't see people talking about. I feel like we often see what people are talking about and use that for inspiration, but like almost doing the opposite of like everyone's talking about this, but no one's talking about this conversation. Like we need to have this conversation, which can be kind of scary to create about. You're like, are people going to care? Are people going to agree? But those are kind of like the three places I like to start in terms of just getting really great video ideas. I love it. Okay, let's get into the random question. So we are, when this episode is coming out, we are inching up to Thanksgiving, which if you've listened to, I don't know, I think the episode where we talked about Thanksgiving, our, our Thanksgiving unpopular opinion is going to come out before this, but Alexis hate, hates Thanksgiving. Yeah, so. one, yeah. Sorry, girl. Um, but today's <laughs> random question is, I wrote if you had question, to choose, so it was my own fault. She did. If you had to choose one Thanksgiving food to eat and you can only eat that one, which one would you choose? And Natasha, you can start us off. Oh, the only that's the only one I can eat, though. That's like the caveat. I was like, oh, but I can only have that. Not my favorite. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to stick with my initial. Ooh, I, OK, and I'm going to stick with it. Mashed potatoes. That's it. Just yeah. me and my bowl of mashed potatoes. Okay. <laughs> Just a big pot. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yep. 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 That's a good choice. Alexis, what's what's yours? Um, mine is my grandmother's stuffing. I used to be like, I was, I'm not going to yeah. eat that. That looks weird when I was a kid. And then I tried it and I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, I get it. Um, and that is my all-time favorite. Katie, what about you? Okay, this is not the answer to the question, but I would like to let everybody know that Trader Joe's has these like Thanksgiving stuffing chips now this year. <gasps> and yeah, Jonah and I went the other day and they were having, I didn't know they did samples at Trader Joe's, but they were having samples of the stuffing chips. And I was like, yeah, don't mind if I do. Yes. They were so good. They were delicious. They were so good. I, You know, Trader Joe's always does like yeah. the crazy chips, but they're, they're so good. They'd be such a fun little thing on like a you know, Thanksgiving charcuterie board at the beginning of the Thanksgiving celebration. Anyway, my my wheels are turning. But I would choose spinach madeleine. We have that at like Thanksgiving and Christmas. If you haven't had it, it's like cheesy spinach with like breadcrumbs on top. And like, it's just so good. And like, we don't really eat it anytime other than like the holidays. And Mm -hmm. it just absolutely cannot be beat in my professional opinion. Um, close second is pineapple casserole, hot pineapple casserole, which is just hot pineapple with like bread in it. 
and it's in like cream. It's very good. I know it sounds gross, but it's so good. Every time we bring somebody new it's to like Thanksgiving, pudding, we're like, what is of. this? Basically, but like pineapple version. Nice. It's so freaking good. Nice. It's so good. Um, okay. Well, Natasha, thank you so much for coming on today. Yes, thank you. Um, I, we've loved chatting with you, and I'm literally about to go mobilize and become a video content girl, even though I already <laughs> sort of am. I'm just, I have so many ideas feeling so refreshed, so I know everybody listening will as well. Um, but why don't you go ahead and plug yourself, tell everybody where they can find more content from you, if they want to work with you, and all that good stuff. Yes. Yeah, so you can find me at Shine with Natasha across all socials, TikTok, YouTube, which is great for more like tutorials if you're curious how to edit something how to create something um, and then of course on instagram so at shine with natasha um, i also have a podcast the shine online podcast where you can listen wherever you're listening to this podcast um, and i know we talked a lot about like easier video content and i actually just created a brand new five-day video confidence challenge where i teach you not only how to source stock content but how to use it with quote videos and i give you plug and play prompts you can use for your own business um, so you can find that at videoconfidencechallenge.com Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and want more, follow us on Instagram at Check Your Aesthetic and TikTok at Check Your Aesthetic Podcast. If you want to support our show, text the link to this episode to a friend, share when you listen to CYA on your story, or leave a positive rating or review wherever you're listening to this episode. If you want to hear more from us, be sure to hit the follow button on Apple Podcasts or subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. We'll talk to you next Monday. See ya.